Welcome, welcome today. Uh, we are here with one of my favourite mentors who I've been working with for episode nine for Struggles to Success. Now, Jag Jassel is really well known in the industry of services of coaching and mentoring and teaching people how to grow their business fast. Uh, Jag, I'll let you explain a bit about your background and how you've gotten to where you are today. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, from, welcome, uh, yeah. Yeah, look, um, I think uh, it's, a, it's a long journey. <laughs> and um, it, where I am today, I think um, I kind of never expected that to begin with. Uh, but uh, I think um, now I can say, um, you know, I created this. I actually created what I'm, I'm doing right now because most of my life, like six years ago, I was living a life designed and given to me by somebody else. Yeah, somebody else really said cool. to me, Right. Somebody else said to me, go to the university. Somebody said to me, you're going to work in this space. Somebody else said to me that you have to work for IBM's Oracle's, Telstra's, NAB's and all that. And you have to climb the ladder. And I went right at the top. And then after that, I was like, what the heck I'm supposed to do here? You know, so then I said, OK, I have to do something my own. And that's where the journey started. That's awesome. So can you tell us a bit about your younger years and no doubt, uh, there's been a few changes with your conditioning and the things that you had, like beliefs, whatnot, that sort of stuff since, since you were young. Yeah, look, a massive, massive shift, I would say, uh, because I was born and brought up in India. And, yeah. um, you know, born and brought up in India, uh, there's a different culture and the different system. Um, some of the systems and the cultures came through as part of this is that I have to go to the university uh, and, and follow the education system. And that was number one thing. And I did that, um, which wasn't sort of designed by me. Number two thing was given to me by somebody else. And one of my teachers when I was in the... I think pretty young. Um, and she said to me that Jag, uh, you can't speak English. And that was the belief she's given me. And I carried that belief for fifth, 35 years after that. Like I kind of let go when I was 35 years old before that I carried it along everywhere. I uh, was like, uh, you know, whenever I couldn't do anything, I just say, I just can't speak English. People don't understand me. Uh, you know, I, my accent is not good. Uh, all that. Right. So, well, this is the bit we actually like listening to because you sound a bit different. So that's, um, it's all about perception, as you know, my it friend. Is. Yeah. It is. Is it? Look, I think mine was pretty big one on this. Every time I did any startup, I failed in the startup. Uh, I I said it to myself. Um, the reason I'm failing is because I can't speak English. Um, and I was pretty attached to that. You wouldn't believe if you had said to me once, um, you know, Jag, I sorry, I don't understand what he's saying. I would actually literally took that to uh, meaning of that is just, I can't speak. Yeah, the meaning yeah. for me was completely opposite. Uh, and I sort of hide away and I won't come out of my house for weeks. That's such a huge thing to be able to overcome that. That was a big thing. Look, uh, and I think uh, now what I do is, is a completely different person. I'm, you know, I speak and I stand up and talk to 50, uh, people in one place is completely opposite. That's so good. So for a lot of my listeners, uh, I believe probably are mostly Australian. I see some Germans are listening, but love to know a bit more about India because I haven't been there and, you know, a bit more about your childhood there, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Look, um, um, I stayed in India till the age of 18. And uh, then I left and came to Melbourne and landed in Sydney. Uh, but before that, uh, I think childhood was pretty good. Uh, this is one of the best childhood I can imagine. I was raised by a single mom, uh, no brothers and sisters, lots of cousins, lots of family members. Uh, 
I was wild brat, I would say, uh, you know, absolutely. Look, uh, I think if you understand, uh, you know, Asian culture or Indian culture, the way it's been is like you've been given everything. You have uh, people to help you. Somebody's carrying your school bag to take you to school. Uh, that's, that's the way I was, I was raised. Like somebody was helping me with everything. Okay. Um, yep. And I had, uh, I mean, I was privileged. Look, I, I was absolutely privileged. And uh, coming to Melbourne and my first job was dishwashing. <laughs> big change yeah yeah absolutely like um i couldn't tell my family i couldn't tell my uncles and you know that's what i do um but that was completely opposite and i'm glad i did it look i've gone through the process uh came out of big ego uh you can imagine that uh, you know raised with this uh entitlement mentality that everything i can buy yeah that's so and, cool and um, yeah, coming out of that uh, was absolutely different. But you look at every culture has got, uh, you know, good and bad things. For me was uh, that culture is absolutely completely different from where I'm living today and raising our kids. Um, yeah. 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 And that's cool to, for me to even hear that difference in perception because yeah, none of that shines through now with the amount of growth and work you've done to get to where you are, no doubt. So yeah, absolutely different. Look, uh, completely opposite to that. Um, and I think I had to learn the hard way. You know, coming from that culture, uh, my ego was way, way too high. Like, you know, I was that egoistic guy. Uh, I wouldn't listen to anybody. And then I was, I was given everything as well. Like, you know, I've done master's. I've done three graduate diplomas, uh, bachelor's. I've done the degrees. I've worked as an enterprise architect at uh, Telstra, Oracle, and IBM's. These big companies paid me, you know, 350000 per annum to look after stuff. And, and I was traveling in everywhere, right? You know, staying in five stars. Um, I was managing the Asian territory, Australian nation. So I could travel anywhere I wanted to travel. I have given everything. So the ego was very high. And yeah, I think I had to learn how to be humble. Yeah, that's so good. So what were the degrees that you did and, and some, of the, some of the roles or careers that you had in the last? Um, yeah, look at... Yeah, started with the programmer as an IT programmer uh, after finishing my master's uh, from uh, Munash. I was studying and then started as a programmer. And then after that, became a database administrator for many years. Um, I was Oracle champion. I was a backend guy for everything. Uh, like I understand the system backend, you know, everything pretty much name. I understand it because I, I designed it. The Telstra systems, NAB systems, ANZ systems. I actually yeah, designed those so systems, cool. right? So uh, any app you use, I was part of that. So because of that, um, I, you know, my understanding was like, I started to look at it. Where do I want to take my career as, uh, you know, and I realized it. I don't want to be a manager and a people manager because I only did that role for one year and I didn't like it. So I became, I said, okay. I like to be in a technical world, but also I like to be in a managerial kind of space where I make the decisions. And then I became an enterprise architect, basically working with the CIOs and CEOs and, and designing the systems for them. And, and then became a pre-sales architect. Pre-sales was one of the best things ever happened that I go out and, and sell, you know, and, and I never sold before. So that was a, was a very good experience. And I think yeah. what I do today is part of that. That's so good. Yeah, give you the grounding for it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, I understood the psychology behind it. Before that, um, I was a back-end guy, always stayed, uh, you know, behind the computer. Yeah. I never had anything to do with the clients and, you know, getting out there and speaking to, to the potential clients. 
But then becoming pre-sales architect gave me the opportunity to go out and speak to everybody and understand from a client perspective, what do they actually want? Um, and yeah, so that, that was, you know, different shift coming out of the, out of that, uh, staying at the back end and going out and speaking to the clients. So is that when you got your first taste of entrepreneurship and maybe wanting to go and build stuff and work for yourself? Um, no, not really. I think before there was a five years journey before that where I failed at so many startups. Yeah. So, so tell us how many startups you failed at. Um, I failed in 13 startups. <laughs> 13 of them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the 13 of them were not just an idea. Like, you know, I thought of that. I failed. No, no. They were well executed ideas. They were executed. They were in like ready to take it to the market. So I think um, one of the biggest learning for me for the last many years, I was really good at delivery. Yeah. Like meaning that when the product is there, I can deliver it really well, but I wasn't good at acquiring clients for that product. Yeah, for sure. I didn't actually know that how to do it. Um, because of that, I built it and I left it as is. I couldn't do anything with it. Then I, you know, put the curtain down and said, that's it, done. So you must have put quite some dollars behind these oh, different yeah. startups, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, lost a good amount of money. Yes, um, no doubt you see that as a um, part of part of the learning now. Doubt now these days. Or? Yeah, yeah. Look, I think it was pretty expensive learning, but um, I was, uh, you know was making good amount of money as well. So there wasn't any problem to actually spend it. So, and I think I'm a big believer of that. If your money's coming in, then you're spending it, which is okay. Um, <laughs> and that, that was okay. I think I'm, I'm pretty okay with that because a um, lot of uh, things which I learned and I, you wouldn't believe I made same mistake so many times, same mistakes so many times without realizing it, I'm making the same mistake. What do you think the shift was there, Jag, to, um, like obviously the awareness, but to change the habit of, of making that mistake? Um, look, I think, um, you know, one of the biggest shift for that was when we get paid as an employee by somebody else, as an entrepreneur, we started to believe that that thing will make us money in the entrepreneurial world as well. Yeah, for sure. Right, same thing but it doesn't work this way in the entrepreneurial world. Meaning that what made you money as an employee won't make you money as an entrepreneur. And that was the biggest learning for me. Meaning that doing technical work won't make me money in, in entrepreneurial world. Mm, and, so, and, and that was the biggest thing because each time I wanted to do something, my uh, biggest thing was just go out and do the technical work and do the backend work really quickly because that, that's what I got paid for. And I thought that's what's going to make me money. Yeah. I've seen this in the tradesman world because I come from that trades background and same, you know, same. they leave, leave a job and then they go and start, you know, buy, buy the ladder and the ute and go and do the electrician or whatever it is they do. And then they're working like a hundred hours a week. And then they're like, well, why aren't I getting ahead? Cause yes. they're same. Not building the business. Yeah. Yeah. All of, uh, I think people who are engineers, uh, technical people who do something they get caught in this trap that's yeah, why it's yeah. a trap yeah and it is a lot of um you know what it, for want of a better word failing and learning to get to that point of of you know learning that you've got to step out of that role hey yeah, yeah absolutely look i think that's the biggest thing that uh, as an entrepreneur you need to step out of the delivery first i think uh, we all Unless you have a business which is a million dollar business, you must have a number one role which is a marketing and sales. 
Yeah, we all have to be sales. I think we have to be champion in marketing and selling. That's and, been, yeah. been a big learning curve for me, Jag, is realizing that I'm a marketer and, you know, in, in the stuff that I do with realty and coaching, it's that's mostly what we do is market. So that's yeah, why yeah. I Look, love learning from you, yeah. I think this is one of the things is McDonald's is not uh, in a market of, uh, you know, uh, making good burgers. That's they are in sure. a market, you know, they, they are in a market to sell burgers. Yeah. And, yeah. and you and I in a market to sell programs. Yeah. You know, we sell courses, we sell coaching, we sell consulting. We are in a market of selling that. Um, and I think as you know, much we can say that I love to uh, have a perfect program and a work on the program. Um, the program doesn't work unless you have people in there. Yeah, and I know like um, you might touch on that for us. You've built quite a few programs without uh, having the clients or the success rate. So you've had to keep learning and building the right ones, yeah? Yeah, yeah, look, many. Um, some of them worked, some of them didn't work. And uh, that's part of the process. And I'm, I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, what I've seen in the industry uh, as well, uh, what I've made the mistake as well. Um, for example, somebody's a coach and they want to have a coaching clients and they just keep trying get coaching clients all the time. Uh, what I learned is we must have many offers in the marketplace. You know, coaching is one of the offers. You must have certain other offers in the marketplace because the more offers you have in a market, uh, the better it is for you because you make money in different ways. Yeah, definitely. So it's never one-to-one -one relationship, meaning that as an employee, you have one-to-one -one relationship. You just, uh, you know, go to work and get paid. But as, a, as an expert in this industry, um, we have multiple um, ways to make money and we must utilize those ways. Yeah, absolutely. So with your system that you've got these days and being the fast growth coach, um, tell us what sort of other people can you help with your services, Jack? Um, look at anybody who is uh, is a skill based. So um, the system works really well for people who are experts, the people who who have done in some sort of training and they they're skilled at that. So it works really good for engineers, uh, people who are coaches, consultants, experts, um, speakers, authors, uh, trainers. Those kind of people, it works really well because you're selling something which is intangible. Yeah. So it's 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 absolutely um, mind blowing from last um, last few years since we developed the system and, and it, I think um, that's uh, that's one of the best thing ever happened to me uh, that managed to learn the art of doing this. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I know you've written one book and you're writing another one at the moment. Tell us about that. Um, yeah. Look. Um, I've already written one. Um, I think I've written two. Uh, one, uh, yeah, yeah. One was pretty cool, and working on the number three one at the moment, um, which is very different than what I've written in the past. Um, so I think uh, I've been reading a lot of, uh, you know, to my kids like uh, Roald Dahl um, mm. books uh, for the kids every night, and I really like the style. I really yeah. love the style of those books. Um, so I'm writing the third book based on that style, meaning that's based on a story. So um, I won't tell people what to do. I think the meaning will be hidden behind the conversations. So what uh, age are your kids, Jack? Uh, my kids, uh, one is almost going to be 10. The other one is eight and a half. Oh, good Boy stuff. and a girl, yes. That's good. So you must do quite a few hours a week or how do you balance your time to have a bit of um, family life and, and what do you do for fun? Um, 
I think two things. Uh, I'm 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 really lucky, and I've I've created this life which um, I've wanted to create it. Uh, I don't have much working hours, to be honest. <laughs> um, I. I, I don't have much because I'm at home, kids are around here as well. Uh, so it's like pretty much together. So I only have a few meetings in the daytime. Uh, I hardly do one-on-one coaching. I only have three one-on-one clients. Um, so it's like three are the only one which need my attention. The sure. other ones are pretty much group clients and, and everything gets served in a group. Um, so that's pretty good in, in a sense. Um, but my I think half of my time gets in a creativity. So I try to spend more time building and creating stuff. And uh, I'm always working on something creation, like whether it's writing a book, whether it's the next program, whether creating something different, whether creating some sort of testing I'm planning to do. It's always new things, which is uh, for the future, which I kind of you know, come up with and say, okay, let's do this as a, as a project. So I run every project in three months. And some of them becomes really successful. Some of them just don't work at all. So, yeah. Yeah. So how do you get the focus to work on those things and stay in the creative flow, which, uh, as we know, is sort of more feminine sort of energy. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. I think um, it's, it's a hard, hard thing to do. Okay? I think it's like a muscle. The more you work, the more you grow. And um, uh, you got to find your own way to do it. Uh, but for me, what works the best is a meditation. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I do quite a lot in that. I uh, do morning, afternoons um, and nighttime. So I've got oh, pretty good. much two, three hours covered for that. Uh, that's, that's the number one thing. But I think it's just the, the more you do it, the better you become in that. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe we all are creative people. Yeah. We, we all are. Yeah. And the only thing stopping us is just too much noise. Yeah, 100%. We're There's just so many things happening. The only thing we just have to do is shut down that noise. The moment you shut down, you'll see that things just happen. You'll, you'll hear something. You'll imagine something. You'll sort of see something. You're like, holy crap, where did that come from? Yeah. You know? It's a big issue now with the amount of information in our hands and uh, the amount of overloaded. And, and I'm, a, you know, I'm guilty of being on social media too much and all this, which I'm trying to plan blocks of time and be better at. So, Yeah, look, it's, a, it's not easy for sure. I think uh, way too much information, way too many things happening. Um, and sometimes uh, I think we forget that um, um, all this stuff, whether it's a Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, we got to learn how to use them for us. Yeah, and don't, us, yeah. yeah, and don't get caught in other people's world. Well, most people get caught in other people's world. Yeah, yeah, I've been guilty of that myself, yeah. 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 So no doubt you've had plenty of challenges being an entrepreneur and coming from um, so many startups and what you call failures or learnings. What would be one of the biggest challenges you've had throughout life, Jack? Um, and how oh, did geez. you overcome it? <laughs> so many, so many. I think all of the challenges, I would say, were pretty much self-created. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what, what that was. Um, I actually created them. And that's a really so, big thing for people to understand is that we yeah. do create everything, whether it's I good, did or, it. good or bad, you know? Yeah, I did it. Look, um, everything was in my mind. I made up stories. I made up meaning out of that. And I acted on the based on the meaning, which uh, was completely opposite to something uh, which was in actually happened. So, um, uh, it's it's a part of the process. Uh, you, I think most people don't understand it. We all must learn through that experience. 
definitely. We must go through it. It's, it's like, um, I'll give you my example. When I started the coaching world for the first time, for the first time, my way of fixing people's problem is telling them that's the problem. So I actually told them there is a problem. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I learned with the time is everybody need to learn in a, in a different way. And you can't tell people unless you are in that space um, that what is the problem because uh, everybody need to discover themselves and, and go through the journey. I think what we can do, uh, we can actually create that environment for people to discover themselves. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, I've been guilty of that too, trying to, give them all the answers and then yeah. they're not doing the work. So, yeah. 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 I think people need to do the work. And then most people, to be honest, um, you hardly find that many people in the market today who are actually willing to do the work. Mm, exactly. That's yeah. why I love. people are not. Yeah. People are kind of um, <laughs> lazy or distracted. Just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, do you, do you enjoy investing like whether it be within your own in your own mindset or real estate or any other shares or any of that sort of stuff? Um, I did do that quite a lot, actually. Um, for five years ago, I did quite a lot and we had a lot of properties. Um, we are not in the shares uh, world, but in a crypto world quite a lot. Uh, okay. I mean, I did do that quite. Uh, um, but what happens is a few years ago, I had to decide, um, you know, where do I want to put my energy into? Um, so I had to actually wind down. There was so much stuff happening. And I said, no, just need to have focus on this thing. And when I get one thing right before I get into it, um, then we sort of sold everything and then they sort of created this lifestyle, which we really wanted. And I think more these days is, is based on experience. So, yeah. Uh, but um, these days, I think uh, my passion is absolutely learning. Look, um, I learn from books. Um, and spend a lot of time on a personal development. Look, uh, you can name it. I pretty much have done all the programs for everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's so gonna, much money. Yeah, I was going to ask so you what money. you do to continually learn because it's my second highest value is personal development versus connection. So, yeah, yeah. Look, I think uh, here is all those people who are I think uh, might find it useful. If you are in a personal development industry, um, personal development journey, and you're learning from other people. Uh, one of the things which I discovered along the way, which was happening to me and my clients, uh, we were attending so many events, we were going so much, spending so much money, but nothing was changing. Yeah. Uh, and I think the reason things were not changing for us and most people is because we learn from the same identity. Um, one of the things is, or the biggest thing in, in anybody's life is learning the art to move from one identity to the other identity. And this the quickest is we move. This is, yeah, this is fantastic. So for anyone listening, absolutely jump onto jagjassel.com and grab a book um, because Jag goes into depth about that. And that's one of the biggest things that I actually got out of it. So thank you for that because, okay. you know, we really do have to change or break the habit, as Joe Spencer says, of being ourselves. Yeah. And that's the most important part, but potentially the trickiest. Yeah, yeah, look at I think we had so much of wisdom. I think some people directly said it, but some people indirectly said it. Like you can uh, look at, uh, you know, Lao Tzu's um, wisdom 2,500 years ago in China, or you look at Buddha's wisdom, uh, which he did the same thing 2,500 years ago, or you look at Dr. Wayne Dyer's books, 
Um, yeah. You talk about Dr. Joe Dispenser, you talk about, um, um, you know, Dr. Lipton, all these people talk about in different meanings, but all of them talk about this one thing called identity. Yeah. yeah. You know, all of them talk about it. And, and we all must learn to move that. We all must leave the old identity behind and move to the next one. And the quicker we do it, the better it is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think, um, a really big thing to be able to change a perception. And as you know, I'm really passionate about helping people with mental health because it's such a big problem in our world. Um, what would be your tips around mental health, Jay? Um, I think, um, look, um, um, I'm, I'm not the expert in that, uh, for sure. Um, but I think if somebody's suffering from mental health, um, um, they kind of get stuck in that point in their life. And then they, in that point in life, they, they stamped that point, which was a snapshot of something in the past, and they're still stuck in that life today. Yeah, that's um, a good way of looking at it, a snapshot, and it's only... A repeat image or yeah, a repeat yeah. loop, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happens is they're reliving it. It's a groundhog day for for them every day, because they live in that and the things outside not happening the, the way they want it to happen. That's why there's so much stress. Mm, that's that's probably it, why. It happened to me as well. Remember, like I can't speak English. One time, a teacher said to me when I was young, like very little, and I played that same thing again and again, again and again for. 35 years of my life. Yeah. Same and thing. That's the, that's the, I love this identity thing because that's, um, that's what made us, I believe, lose my father to suicide because he had some massive change and brain damage and then he couldn't change his future identity. We didn't yeah. have the tools to is what I probably should say. Yeah. And I think um, I'm, I'm, look, if anybody sort of asked me, um, you know, what, yes, we do all the other bits. Yeah, I run a business. Yes, I help people. Um, but if somebody asks me, what's the engine behind it? Like, what's the, what's the ground level stuff? And I'll talk about quantum mind. Um, yeah. it's, it's everything for me. Look, um, it's one of the best thing ever happened. It's one of the, um, one of the best thing I've ever managed to create it, um, you know, compared to everything else I do, this is the best one I've found so far. Mm, so exciting i just love learning all that stuff it's really cool yeah. it really. is it is one of the best and, and, and I, what i learned is by doing the practice and rewiring process every week you manage to recreate and do everything you know and completely shift to the way you look at the world okay so on that you do a bit of a process around um shaping your identity each week is that right yes that's right okay that would be cool to look back on i'm sure there's been some massive change in it Oh, it is absolutely. Look, I think uh, um, so. The way it works is uh, you have a few times in a week. Yeah. You do rewiring sessions, and those rewiring sessions are completely changing the way you see the world today. And I, I think uh, I talk about this all the time. Um, you know, I developed a marketing strategy behind it called perception marketing, based on this, uh, because. Um, Everybody sees things differently and we see the world external and internal, right? We all facing externally and we also face internally the way yeah. I see myself. Um, if I change the way I see myself, everything changes. Yeah, that's really cool. Right. So if I, if I look at me and say, Hey, this is the guy, that's why you wouldn't believe. And I never shared that's within publicly with everybody. I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, my full name is not even Jack. Yeah. My full name is Jack Jeet, right? Okay. So 
I created this identity, new identity, which is freaking amazing guy who could stand up and speak, has no um, you know, fear or anything at all and could do anything he wants. Then I said, okay, this is this guy I need to look like. So that I created so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, mate. That really fires me up. Gives me a lot of inspiration for sure. Yeah, and I think we all need to do it. And, and I've learned that from, I think, reading um, the first started with Dr. Um, Dr. Wayne Dyer's books. Yeah, then, I love uh, Dyer, yeah. You know, and then I heard from Tony Robbins. He said, I created this M fucker. Tony yeah, Robbins, yeah. Right? right? He <laughs> say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he and does. That's like, right. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, if these people can do it, we can do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. all you got to do is find a model of excellence and yeah. yeah. And, and, and follow the path. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, mate. That's so good. So would there be a secret passion in your life that people wouldn't know about? Um, I think uh, secret passion is these days uh, grabbing a glass of scotch and writing my book. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, right. especially, so especially need that scotch in this cold weather at the moment. Yeah, yeah. In Melbourne, it's valid, right? So. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's good. Well, I'm thinking about doing dry July from tomorrow, so I'll, I'll be thinking of you having that scotch. So. That's good. I think it's a, it's a wonderful idea. Like, um, absolutely. Yeah. We all will all have uh, some things which we sort of love doing it. And I think for me personally, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of that and, and sitting, doing meditation is one of them and reading books is the other one um, and spending time with myself and yeah. I think uh, sitting down and reading books. Uh, these days I don't read full book. Um, I've just opened up and read some of the books. So I don't actually go through end to end sometime these days. Yeah, I've, I've figured that same thing that if it's not grabbing me enough, I'll just get bits and pieces that I need and I've got a massive collection and uh, I love to read. And I need to find more time for that as well because so, I want to write a book as well at some point. So, Yeah, I think this is what happened to me when I started doing it uh, because um, I was uh, reading so many books. My writing started to get influenced by other people. Yeah, of course, instead of and, your own creativity. Yeah, so now I stopped it because I'm just getting too much influence. So I said, okay, now I'm not reading anything. I'm just going to get my stuff together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So would there be a something you class as a failure of learning in the last 12 months? Um, yeah, there, there's always, uh, every day, small learnings happen every day um, because we do a lot of testing uh, in marketing space. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's always every day kind of thing, you know, new learning comes in place. Sometime um, one headline works better than the other one. Uh, one phone scripts work better than the other one. One video works better than the other one. These are small things happens all the time. Uh, anything bigger? Um, yeah, I think the, one of the biggest learning for me was uh, um, closing the agency work and fully uh, concentrating on building a business school. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's one of the biggest things because uh, till last year, November, we ran an agency uh, to help clients with the marketing and leads and all that. Uh, I mm -hmm. kind of stopped that in November last year. Rightio. So what's your ultimate with the business coaching school that you've, that you've got going on? Um, the, the intention behind the business school is, um, you know, developing a method and framework. So as I said earlier, you know, a lot of people have a good skill set. Uh, yeah. People are really good at what they do. Um, but what they don't have it is how to take the skill set and, and create their personal IP on that, meaning their intellectual property. Yeah, yeah. So everybody works on other people's intellectual property. 
like you know everybody uses uh, other people's work um, i think it's one of the best thing that you develop your own intellectual property and sell that uh, when you do that you'll see the difference you you make more money but you make more impact and also you have more satisfaction that you it's your ip it's your intellectual property so teaching experts how to create the intellectual property and also selling that and making money from it yeah absolutely and you understand it so much yeah. deeper as you as you're aware yeah and i think i've got the frameworks i've got the models i've got the templates i've got all that uh, ready for people to just take it and do it and use it um and and that's the intention behind it to work towards that business school uh, where all the experts kind of come together people who are you know good at what they do and they just have this world uh, where they get together and share their knowledge and experience yeah that's awesome so you you keep a pretty limited staff and um few people on your team and you basically all work from home is that right yeah absolutely and that's that was the intention from day one um just have one or two staff members and uh, and everything is is automated um and that's it i don't want to have more people in my team i don't want to manage people um you know last year till november we had six or eight people yeah uh, um, then we had to let them go because i stopped the agency work uh, now i have two people as well so just two people and that's it yeah, that's a pretty cool business. Do you, um, uh, I, I probably know the answer, but you don't get sick of being at home all the time work-wise and not having the division or separation of work and home? Um, no, I think I did get it in, in the beginning, uh, yeah. but uh, this is my studio. I pretty much sit here, um, you know, at this place. It's a cool and, spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's lighting is done, the whiteboard's there, uh, everything is here. So I think um, this is my place. Um, haven't, haven't thought of going outside anymore because uh, I kind of, you know, like this going out and speaking to the kids, playing with the kids, going and picking them up from schools, yeah, uh, when the school, you know, and, and I like that. And that's what I wanted. And mm. I think um, because of that, all the people of the team members are based in Philippines. Um, they're not here. We pretty much chat on Slack. Yeah, and they sure. do the back end work. That's it. Yeah, well, that's the sort of stuff that I'm looking at um, now that I've been home. We moved into this beautiful property on a couple of acres. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> Why would you go? Yeah, I think uh, I look at that's that's the lifestyle we all must have. Yeah, definitely. We all must have this lifestyle where you work from a laptop at home or anywhere. Yeah, and then you can serve anywhere. Like you know, clients might be somewhere else. Like you, you know, you based in Queensland. I've never been to that part of the world, but it's still one of the clients, right? Absolutely, and I'm sure my kids think I'm weird. They're pretty little, so they're like, "Dad, what do you actually do?" <laughs> yeah, my, my kids ask me all the time, "What do you actually do?" And I said, "I'm a teacher." Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it. And uh, they tell at school as well. That said, "Oh, my dad's a teacher," and they say, "Which school he's teaching?" They say, "No, no." no. <laughs> And they said, no, 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 he teaches on YouTube. That's what my three-year-old said. What do you do? I said, oh, I help people with their emotional wounds. And she said, oh, so you're a doctor. <laughs> I said, well, not really, but I still yeah. try to help people. I <laughs> yeah. uh, love it. Um, as always, this has been absolutely fantastic and I really appreciate your time. Where would, um, where would people be able to find you on you know, websites and social media and stuff? Um, look, I'm pretty active on my all the social platforms. So my website is available, jackjessel.com, uh, jessel with one L, J-A-S-S-E-L, dot yeah. uh, com. And I've got the social media uh, pretty much everywhere, like Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty active on social media as well. Yeah, yeah. awesome. 
Well, if anyone wants to grow their service business, I absolutely recommend reaching out to Jay because uh, I'm enjoying looking forward to working more with you and got a lot out of it so far and grab his book as well. It's definitely worth a read. What's your other book called? There's the Fast Growth Method and your other one? Uh, the first one was a blockchain, uh, blockchain yeah. secrets. Yeah. How to build a business based on a blockchain technology. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And the next one we'll wait and see, hey? So. Um, I'm keeping it a secret. I registered the domain name a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. It's we'll look for, I'll be getting a copy of that for sure, mate. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and have a fantastic afternoon. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cheers, mate.